Welcome to Big Skywriter, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Whether you write novels, teach classes, or just tell your friends what you did last weekend, if you're a storyteller, this podcast is for you. Here's the host of Big Skywriter, Clint Morey. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for dropping by to listen. This is episode 58, Learning to Cry. My brother arrived in this world one year, eight months, and 20 days before I came along. And when it was my turn to join the family, it meant that for the rest of my life, I would be a little brother. Now, that may not mean much to you, but it was an important part of my upbringing. Big brothers were obviously bigger, but they were also stronger, quicker, smarter. Well, that, that list could go on. The fact is, those of us who were little brothers had to learn certain survival skills. And early on, I learned that one of the most powerful skills I had was the ability to cry on demand. If my brother and I were playing in the house and knocked something over, when an adult came into the room to see what happened, all I had to do was cry and point at my brother. It didn't matter if I was the one who knocked the item over. If I cried and pointed, he got into trouble, and I didn't. Trust me, I got very good at crying. Yes, it was a very effective tool. Now, brother, if you're listening to this podcast, I apologize for using that skill. Remember, I was just a little kid. It was selfish, childish, self-centered, and wrong. Fortunately, it was a skill that I outgrew. I learned that I was responsible for my actions. But I've noticed that many never outgrew that crying skill and continued to use what some people call crocodile tears. Now, the term crocodile tears refers to a false display of emotion or sympathy, often done for personal gain. And the phrase comes from an ancient belief that crocodiles would cry while devouring their prey. Uh, that's not true. They don't do that. Now, <laughs> crocodile tears are used to describe insincere or manipulative, excuse me, insincere or manipulative displays of emotion. And that's why it's sad to see how our culture today has chosen to encourage a childish response as a normal reaction to situations and now encourages young men and young women, and even old men and old women, to feel victimized and to embrace the skill of crying. They don't like the term crying, so they call it victimhood, and tie it in with all kinds of isms. But to me, it seems awfully similar to the crying skill that I developed when I was a very young little brother. I learned very early in life that blaming others for what happened to me was not a great way to live. Let me give you an example. I've shared in the past that I wasn't the most skilled math student. In high school, I took a class called Algebra II. I had great hopes when I began that course, but let's just say I didn't do very well. Now, had I still practiced my childhood skill of crying, I could have blamed, oh, the teacher, the school, the curriculum, the textbook, or any number of things for my poor test scores and less than stellar grades. But I had outgrown that childish approach and figured the problem was most likely me. I wasn't that good at math, and I wasn't willing to spend the time trying to become good 
it was my fault. Oh, had I only been born a few, okay, maybe more than a few decades later, I would have been able to cry about math being racist. I know, I know, I'm, I'm white, so the racist card probably wouldn't work. But I could have generated some tears or even anger and pointed to something that was politically incorrect, and my math difficulties would no longer have been my problem. They would be laid on whomever or whatever I pointed at. Today, however, we are intentionally teaching people to be victims. Our schools and colleges, even our businesses have staff whose job is to turn people into self-perceived victims. And they've been pretty good at their job. But it comes at a terrible price to those who believe what these specialists have taught them. People who accept victimhood develop a mindset where they see themselves as almost helpless and powerless, and they seek out situations where they can feel validated in that belief, whether it's online or in seminars or in groups. Some victims even go out of their way to create drama or conflict. Some perceive innocent actions by others as a personal attack. Trust me, it's very sad to watch. We even have courses and seminars that teach people to feel persecuted because of microaggressions. Microaggressions mean aggressions that are so tiny that no one would even notice them if they weren't told that they were microaggressions. This victim mentality can be very destructive, both to the individual and to those around them. It can prevent the individual from taking responsibility for their own actions, and it can lead to a sense of entitlement and resentment towards others. Those are not good human characteristics. And if you find yourself trapped in a victim mentality, you don't have to wallow in that pit. When bad things happen to you, not if bad things happen to you, but when bad things happen to you, step out of the victim role. Don't look around for someone to blame. Instead, take responsibility for your actions and choose to respond in a positive and constructive way. The Bible says, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Romans 12, verse 21 overcome evil with good. Even if you suffer real persecution, not microaggressions, there is a way that God wants you to respond, and it isn't crying or pointing at someone else or wallowing in victimhood. Jesus says, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew chapter 5, verse 44. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom and direction and follow what he shows you to do. When you make mistakes, and you will make mistakes, ask the Lord to forgive you, and then get back on track living life as a grown-up. Whatever you do, don't go back to living like I did when I was a childish little brother. Before I go, I'd like to share a blessing with you from the Old Testament. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. Number 6, 24 to 26. Until the next time, be the reason someone smiles today.